At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome to Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon, a production of iHeartRadio. Sports fans, golf fans, or just fans, welcome to another Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon in person. Max, I'm wearing a Masters hat. Why, why Shane? We're four weeks to the day four away. Four weeks. I think you're going to get to play Augusta National in 2020. <laughs> think so? I think it's going to actually happen. I mean, no, no practice rounds though. Before, prior to right, are you have anything scheduled? Are you going to get out there? I was going to, and honestly, uh, it was going to be a hassle. And I know that sounds um, ridiculous for me to Everybody say. Everybody like, just heard the podcast. Yeah, I, I get, and I get it. Trust me, I get it. But um, you know, we're still doing you know the quarantining type thing, trying to stay healthy. Uh, you know, trying to, I'm trying to get better at golf also. And uh, I talked to Ches Reevy about it. Uh, and I was like, hey, are you going to go out? Uh, you know, because I'd go with him or something. Because you want to go with somebody. It is more so the experience than it is actually just getting to, like, play as far as, like, prepping for the Masters. I understand that if I could just play Augusta, it would be it would be cool. But that's not exactly why I would be doing it. And he just told me, he said he's done it a couple times before. Um, shout out to Ches. This is not his first uh, Masters. And he just said the course is so different when you play it. Uh, and then when you show up to the actual tournament, it's just like you didn't really like gain much. But he said, you know, it's fun if you can do it. And that's why, you know, get, my plan to do it with Joe would have been like that was kind of the reason we were doing it. So I doubt I will play, uh, which will make, you know, going to Augusta uh, for the first time during the tournament uh, maybe feel a little more special in a way. Um, so I doubt I'll go. Um, but you know, as Lacey has said, um, this will not be like the last masters. So, um, you kind of got to look at it that way, I guess, but yeah, obviously it's a weird year. It's a, it's a, it wasn't exactly how we drew it up. There's no part three contest. Uh, there's no fans obviously. Um, so it'll be different, but I, I don't think that I imagine the experience of playing the masters is even cooler than just playing around at Augusta. So I have a feeling I'm that gonna, is, uh, I'm going to guess. Yeah, I'm going to guess. Yeah. Probably not going to run. I don't have ex- we don't have experience. I'm going but... to have to get way better to win the mid amateur. Yeah. I'm going to have to get into it. I'll ask but, uh... Tiger. What's cooler. The, the practice rounds months prior or winning the masters. <laughs> I'll ask him. <laughs> yeah. Ask him in 19. Um, you need to find this out. Um, one of Chez's good buddies, I believe caddied for him when he, after he won the pub links, you know, back when the pub links was a thing. 
And I think Chez either hit it in the water on nine in the par three contest or did something. And I think Tom Watson's crew was playing behind him and threw him a ball and he made it for par. I think that's, I, I think Chez has like 20 something holes in one. Will you find that out? Yeah, I'll ask. Oh, speaking of that, I asked Louie about the uh, what he say? Mulligan. What was it called? Mulligan, Mulligan recall. recall. So I asked him, I said, I'm supposed to ask you a question. Um, you, talk, you, you played with I Louis played with again. Louis, yeah, again. Yeah, <laughs> we are becoming quite close. Um, I think my swing is slowly becoming pretty. That's uh, not a bad thing. Yeah. But yeah, I asked him about it. And he said that his buddy and he, two weeks after the Masters played, he said it was a par five, three, he had a three wood and it's way downhill. So you can't see it land, but it looked like it was pretty good. His buddy Mulligan recalled him. Uh, he hit his next one. He said he striped it and they get up there and it's 20 feet. And his buddy is just like mother F in the world. Uh, cause the other ball's not on the green. He's like, what do I do? I just like, he just hit two great shots and they're looking, can't find it, can't find it. And then, uh, they found the ball in the hole. Yeah. And he said that his buddy did like three <laughs> victory laps around the, around the green. He said he two putt for birdie and he lost himself two shots. So I thought that was a good, one of the, one of the times where like that, that was a true accurate story and actually had an even better story. Once we, uh, once we actually got to hear it from the, from the source. Imagine just two three wood double eagles in a month. <laughs> yeah. It means you're probably a pretty good ball <laughs> yeah. striker. I mean, you can't really like sneak your way around that. We have the hole in one the holes in one story where the people have never played golf and make two in the same round. But I feel like when you make three woods from 285, 290, it probably my buddy that uh, okay. as I've gotten deep into the video game world, uh Matt, uh he goes by Nade Shot. He's a very popular Wait, streamer. Did you just drop his gamer. Yeah, handle? well, that's how like Is I think it? most people know him. He's got like millions oh, of Oh, okay. So he's like, yeah, like he's, he's like a big very deal. big deal. Yeah. He uh He's has not played golf for very long at all. And just, I'm sorry, earmuffs, Shane. No. He just made his second hole in one <laughs> in the last three months. <laughs> so I feel like people think when I hear the story, I get tagged and stuff on social a lot. Uh, Alan, Schiff I'm sorry. Like, I get tagged and stuff all the time. And they always, everybody's always like, you don't want to read this. Sorry. It's like, no, 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 no. I am rooting for everybody on the planet to make an ace. I don't want anybody to live the life that me, my dad, my uncle have lived where we've never made one. We played golf for like combined 150 or 200 years. So I'm always rooting for everybody. Get it fast. Get it early. It's almost like being a professional golfer. You know, you want to get that win out of the way the first couple of years. Yeah, exactly. Two or three years. It feels like it's been a while. I want to ask you a master's question. I was talking to Woody about this a couple of days ago. We were talking about the patrons. You got to say patrons, not patrons. Oh, so really. sorry. Try, try it. Try it in a sentence. Let's see how it goes. Um, there will be no patrons, which makes me sad because I would have liked to wave at the patrons. Oh, that was really good. <laughs> I thought that was good. We would see if we can get that soundbite cut out. We'll use it in the, <laughs> in the telecast. So um, I, was, I was saying, you know, we were talking about what it's going to look like, right? And I am imagining that there's going to be some people allowed out there. Maybe it's just the members. Maybe it's, you know, partners of Augusta National or whatever. I'm sure you're going to see someone out there it's the south it's the masters whatever but do you think there's a chance that there's just going to be nobody out there because i feel like the masters is a place that could pull that off where the only people you're seeing are like the stand bearer the score two caddies two players and that is it no ropes no nothing and if that was the case i just feel like it'd be so cool to watch on tv i definitely think that to your point like if anyone could do it it's them like you know we talk about no fans and and i kind of um references during the pga because i played behind tiger uh rory and jt and there was like 70 people of media you know following right them, and i couldn't believe it uh and us open was somewhat similar there's just people everywhere like scattered it's not like they're like you know congregating together necessarily but there's just people everywhere and you're you're just confused because 
there's not supposed to be anyone out there. But of course, there's media out there. It's a hum- enormous golf tournament. But there's one, you know, golf body that could pull off nothing. Sports body. It would sports body. It's Augusta. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I think it would look really, really cool um, without. I think it'll look cool regardless. But if there's no one, I think it would look almost, almost like like blissful in a way you right. know like it would be it was like be the, the silence is deafening type yeah of place where you'd feel like you were watching i mean you're gonna see a whole one on 16 seen. and no one's gonna Just make a not, noise yeah it'd be so well so michael that. phelps will not be behind the 16th tee <laughs> so that by the way louie made a hole in one there too no yeah shocker. so that's the case the case of probably the most likely is you're gonna see scattered around some green jackets as people like that the other cases that we're forgetting here is the Masters just likes to do this, is randomly drop some new technology you've never heard of on Wednesday. They could have the NBA bubble virtual fans around 16 <laughs> yeah. and behind 12, and you'd, it would be the best technology you've ever seen. It would change the way we ever watch sports for the rest of our lives. And they could just, Fred just drops it on his Wednesday. I don't know if he's doing a virtual press Mr. conference. Mr. Ridley. Mr. Ridley drops. Nice. There you go. See, we got to correct ourselves <laughs> with the terminology. Mr. Ridley just drops it. By the way, we have these... Uh, Screens we're going to bring in, you know, Wednesday, and you're like, oh, yeah, we forgot. The masters, Sweet, yeah, the you can do whatever you want. I, I wonder out. if, like, you know, they have sub air there. I wonder if, like, they could add to the sub air, like, cheers, you know, like, like what? What? they could feel the, the sub air will feel the ball go into the hole, and you'll hear, like, a bit of an eruption from, from the ground up. <laughs> I also wonder, I also wonder, speakers uh, out of the yeah, grass. You know, I love you, it. They could, I, I don't know. I, you just wonder, like, they, they can do anything. anything. Like, I really believe that they are, like, the Superman of golf. I mean, it, it, whatever whatever they do will be the right thing. Yes. As if, <laughs> if we've ever seen anything. And we've seen it with their technology and website. And, you know, last year was a casual drop. By the way, you can watch every shot yeah. everybody hits. And every, you're like, I can't even, com- that doesn't even compute in my brain. Yeah, that was so, sweet. The players did that too this year. I thought that was that was quite cool. Yeah, the, I mean, the PGA Tour adopted it as yeah. well. It was awesome. So um, the other thing that I could see happening, if we're going to go with advanced technology, is was it was it Tupac at Coachella that was the, the oh hologram? yeah with the hologram yeah what if they just they just like you made a putt on twelve and then they just hologrammed like when Jack made his putt on twelve be <laughs> this is Max similar distance and they just had Jack hologrammed and you're you're standing on the side you know That'd be pretty cool it'd be pretty cool you'd have you have a little more of a mullet than are you gonna cut it before Augusta I'm gonna little trim I might keep the back I need these sides you gotta. You gotta hit up Patty. I'm the sides you. are I yeah, but you. yeah, I know. But like Patty didn't text me back that first time. <laughs> I got iced. Uh, we haven't we we've, we've talked for almost ten minutes. Your Lakers, yeah, NBA champions. You know, it felt. I'm not gonna lie. It felt really good. It uh, to anyone who, which were a lot of mostly my friends, sending me the asterisk. Oh, it made me laugh because of the two sports going on that, that I obviously care about quite a lot, baseball and basketball, I would argue, I could argue, I don't have to, but I could argue that this is actually, it's been harder to win. I mean, baseball added a series, a three-game series, which was pretty volatile. Um, basketball, you had to, you had to have a team that had the mental toughness. I think that it gets very underplayed how hard it would be to just be by yourself that much be just what, amongst th- your team three months yeah three months and and then also take a 130 day break 131 day break in between the lakers were the best team going or at least top two before the break and then they come back and you still have to be the best team again you saw the suns go 
undefeated in their bubble. They unfortunately didn't make the playoffs, but they weren't undefeated. They were a very average team at the time. Um, you saw teams like the Nuggets get crazy hot. Um, and it's like, man, this I, I, I could argue that it was even more difficult. Now, of course, if you add fans, it, it would change the, the elements of it. You know, you lose a game early uh in a series and and, i feel like that would have helped the lakers like i feel like it would have helped the lakers you know like i feel like like to your point i almost feel like if you have a sta- a packed staple center and even in miami i mean lebron is transcendent right i mean lebron has fans everywhere yeah. he played in miami for goodness sakes like he would have gotten booed in miami sure but he also would have had a lot of fans yeah. there i mean people loved him there he won two championships yeah the ar- the argument i would have i mean play devil's advocate against like myself and you here is like you go to a team kind of like the Nuggets, I guess would be a good one. And um, kind of like the old Warriors teams when there, it wasn't so corporate like LA is now, you you got like the craziest, rowdiest fans. And I imagine playing there was really difficult. Maybe playing in uh, in in Denver would have been really difficult. But at the same time, I don't know, like you, LA has that, has that magnitude about it where you come play in LA in the playoffs and it feels bigger. Yep. And and we didn't get feels, that. And it feels the biggest. Won. Yeah, in the it NBA. Feel, yeah, it does. You know, and like Staples just, in the yeah. playoffs, I would say is the biggest feeling. Staples one of the best place to watch. I mean, it has a a vibe to it. So I I was really pumped. Um, I was excited. Anthony Davis today uh, is going to re-sign with the Lakers. Uh, you know, I was just I was pumped for the team. I was pumped for Danny Green. Honestly, he got way too much heat. Um, you know, I don't think he played well at all. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, the guy has hit big shot after big shot. Um. He misses one shot and he's getting death threats. Uh, that's the world. Uh, Jeff Van Gundy had the best line about it. Mark Mark Jackson talking about it the next night said, "Guys, we're better than this." And and, uh, and Van Gundy says, "I'm not so sure we are." <laughs> like, yeah, because nice. I don't. Because I think he's right. We are sadly factual, we live in yeah. this world where you know people are just mean. Regardless, I'll, I could tweet anything right now and I'll get somebody write something just like snarky. And it's just it's just like man, I, I just don't. I don't get, I I just couldn't be like that, but there's a lot of people that that's their uh, enjoyment. I guess it's on, it's on the the athlete or whatever, who, or, or the tweeter, I guess, to, to not Dwayne, Damian Lillard wrote, uh, posted a, a, a commercial he's doing with Adidas today. And it was, it's very funny. He sits down, he, he's on the phone and, uh, you know, he, he says reference something about like, oh, you know, I just don't want to be one of those people who never got a ring. And then like, there's two football players sitting there and, they give him a look. He's like, no, 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 I'm talking about like a basketball player that never got a ring. And then like Chris Weber looks at him. He goes, no, I'm talking like a superstar that keeps losing in the finals. And then Carl Malone goes, you know, like shakes his head. He goes, anybody want any burgers? And he posted it. And it's a very funny commercial. It's also you know, for Damian Lillard. Like he's never won one yet. He's putting his neck out a little bit and he knows that. And somebody responds to it and is like, you know, well, yeah, you're going to be in this commercial. Like you're in this, in that group. It's just like, why do you say that? Like, there's no reason yeah. to say that. And he took the high ground. He goes, you know, if I am, then they'll put me in a different part of that commercial. Um, the point is, is that he's trying. Uh, they all tried. Uh, and I don't know, like just people just always have something negative to say. So I was pumped for Danny Green. Uh, I was obviously pumped, uh, you know, just for the Lakers in general. LeBron came uh, last year, got hurt, said he was going to turn the franchise back around where we are used to it. And he did. And I thought that that was uh, really cool. And man, he. I was glad he won the MVP too because uh, the finals MVP because uh, Anthony Davis was is amazing and 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 quite possibly might be the best player in the world or or you know he might be at this moment better than LeBron but night in night out LeBron James does what he needs to do to win games we we have our group chat the NBA group chat and you know we would be like man LeBron looks awful tonight at the end of the game 
every single night. His You're stats. like, holy cow. He's like 25, <laughs> nine and eight. Like so, that's his bad, bad game. And he just makes people better. And he makes the team better win or lose. He is doing what he can. You're not going to be on every night. I don't care what anybody says like about Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan had a lot of off nights, but the thing is, is that the best players ever and the best players in the world maximize their bad nights. And it was fun to watch him do that. Um, you know, throughout this entire playoff run, you know, I think sports fans like it happens a lot during the March Madness tournament where it's MOP, right? Most outstanding player. And then we have the MVP in a lot of professional sports. And there's always a debate. I feel like after every professional sports season ends where you you can argue most valuable player. Yeah, the word valuable is different than outstanding. And, And I would say what you said, I think Anthony Davis is possibly the most dominant player in the NBA right yeah. now, right? I mean, his, his ability to shoot outside and stretch the floor and do all the things he does at his size. And when he's healthy, he's unbelievable. And he was unbelievable throughout the playoffs, right? But the MVP, the most valuable player, is that that's LeBron James's career. He's yeah. always been the most valuable player. He's the most valuable player to his teammates, to a city, to a group of people, to a country. He's bigger than basketball. Like, his value as a person if you were going to rank how valuable people are to society, I mean, I feel like LeBron would be high in the top five of that list yeah. amongst everybody, not just athletes. So when you look at how valuable somebody is for a sports team, LeBron's the answer every single well, if time. You take the, Makes everybody so much better. With the word valuable, if you maybe it's the wrong word. Like maybe if they use the best player, you would change your thought. But the way I look at MVP is if I took X person off the team, you know, it's like the baseball has a, a stat called war, you know, wins right. against replacements. And Mike Trout's unbelievable um, at that. I mean, he's going to set records when it comes to that. You take LeBron off that team or you take Anthony Davis off that team. I love Anthony Davis, but you take Anth- LeBron off the team and the team to me has very little chance. You take Anthony Davis off that team with LeBron on it. I think they still have a very good chance. LeBron's proven they're gonna that. be competitive. If yeah, and and so that that that's where that's why I like that he won it because I thought value meant a little more so than just um, not that his stat line wasn't great, but just more than stat line. Like the team seems to thrive off of him being on the court, and then they also seem to thrive as with his leadership. It's just what it looked like. And again, I can't say that for fact because I wasn't in the locker room, but it sure does seem like it. Anthony Davis's interview after uh, that game seven or game six was you know, talking about LeBron. I mean, this guy's quite simply one of the best players in the world. And he is marveling at LeBron James about how amazing he is, how much he does for the team, how all, all this stuff. It's like, man, like that's why this guy should win the thing. Like if Anthony Davis won, of course, LeBron would have been like, yeah, Anthony Davis, whatever. But we all know who the captain of that team is. And right. it's and not who, Anthony Davis. And who the captain of the NBA is. And, I mean, it's yeah, LeBron, the right? And, and really is, sports. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty impressive what he does. I wanted to ask you, like talking a little NBA and fans and, and the Masters coming up in fans. Patrons. Patrons, what has been <laughs> nice? What has been the one thing personally for you, and maybe for people you've talked to, other players and caddies and such, what's been the one thing that's been the biggest difference with nobody there versus earlier in the year when you had fans at every event? I mean, I'm sure there's something you could pinpoint in terms of maybe it's 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 an internal feeling or even just the noise or whatever. What's been the one thing that's been the biggest difference, maybe for the first three months of the year for the last six? Um, you know. First off, just personally, like I know I haven't played well this, since coming back, but I did get that third place and I was in the hunt in Minnesota and 
I truly didn't feel any kind of nerves, not on the tee on Sunday and on the first tee on Sunday, not all the way up until the 17th green when I had a putt where I realized, man, if I make this in birdie 18, I think I, I get in a playoff. And I think that had a lot to do with no fans because you can usually feel a buzz going back to like the Wells Fargo, even Saturday, you know, I, I I'm playing with Rory and you could just feel a different buzz and, and you knew that you were in a big spot because if you get to holes on tour, even if you're not in contention where a lot of people have waited around and there's a lot of people, but you know that they're not there to watch you necessarily. They're there to watch the golf and they're there to maybe watch the leaders come through um, or this is just their favorite hole. When you play with a lot of fans and you're in one of the last groups or the last group, uh, people are following you, you know, especially when you're in the last group, like I was on Sunday, like there's nobody else come behind. They just continue to follow you. And you realize that people, it's like a, it's like kind of like a subconscious, like recognition that like, there's a reason that people are following you around. You should be nervous, like, because it's a big spot. Whereas, you know, at Minnesota, it was just like, I'm just playing some golf. You know, I got off to a, a not so good start and then start balling a little bit. And it's, there's no added buzz. You know, I even had one in college. Uh, I played an amateur golf tournament called the Porter cut. And, um, it's a par 70 and I was on 15 and I, uh, was like, it was on Sunday and I was, I was pretty far back to start the day. I, I was like five to eight back to start the day. And I was, um, nine under on the, in the 15th fairway. And all of a sudden, for no reason, because I still don't have a chance to win the tournament. And all of a sudden, there's like, you know, this is college or whatever. There's like 30 or 40 people all of a sudden that just like, I watched walk to my group. And I'm standing in the fairway. And I'm just thinking to myself, I was like, literally like, why, why are they? Why? And then I realized, it's like, holy cow, it's par 70. If I make two birdies, I shoot 59. And it made me nervous. Like, I, I ended up making a bogey on the, the 17. fans made you realize the fans why made me realize. So it just like, you get into a nice world when you're comfy. Um, where it's just golf, you know, you're golfing with your buddies at home. You're, you're just playing. And, and like, you know, I'll reference it later, I guess, when we talk about the, my, my like little swing stuff going on or, or my golf game going on. But like yesterday I played really, really well. And I, I, it took me till I drove home to realize what I shot. Oh, wow. And, okay. And just because you're not like, who cares? Like who cares? And obviously in a tournament, you care more. I know I would know what I'm at, but it takes sometimes like a, um, the, the crowd to make you realize that something special ish is going on, whether that's leading, whether that's having a really good day. I know that some of the other big time players have, uh, really loved not having a lot of people around and it. It's not so much just the fans, um, because I think everyone likes the fans out there, um, because it gives the excitement, you yep. know, it gives you, you want the rush you do like, it, you, feels, it, bigger, it right? feels bigger. You can harken back onto moments where you hit a great shot in front of a ton of people, but it's also just the, uh, the lack of media, the lack of agents out there the lack of uh there's not as many tour reps out there so these people who are big 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 dogs don't have to talk to so many people because as much as you know these guys respect it and know that they're just doing their job there's a lot of like bs being thrown about there's a lot of like oh you should try this oh have you oh and it's just like the 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 small talk it's like i just want to play golf today and so i think that for the biggest guys that's been a, a blessing now the fans would would change that in the sense that it would make it fun again i do think that it's been less fun i think a lot of people have thought it's been less fun you like the roars like it's it's cool like even if somebody's beating you and and i remember you know at the northern trust last year or i guess uh two seasons ago i was in one of the last groups with rory again and i played horrible on sunday and rory was playing really well and he wasn't quite going to win but he was playing really well and i remember on the 17th hole i like snapped out of like 
what I was doing and just stood around and thought, this is fairly awesome because I am standing on the 17th green with, you know, one of the best players of all time. And all these people are watching this guy make a run. And it was cool to be like in, in, like in his group, like in within the theater, like part of like the story. And, um, you know, it's not something I would ever think of on the first tee because it's, it's not just his story. It's my story. But at that moment, I was like, that's the fun where if I was just playing with him, we had no fans. I would never have noticed that how much people were like leaning on him and enjoying him being out there. So I think that that's a big miss of all this. But there are extra things that people don't realize that go on Monday through Wednesday where these guys, you know, like Ricky Fowler has people around him 24 oh, seven. I mean, and I know Scov has talked about how it's just kind of nice. It's not like if it went back to the other way, like it would be this big bummer, but it is nice. Like you just like go about your business. You're, you're a guy again. You're not, you're not, you know, Rory Malcolm. You're not just Ricky Fowler again. You're you, you can, or I'm sorry. You are just Ricky Fowler again. You're not like the, the Ricky the Fowler. Brand that, yeah. Ricky, the brand yeah. that everyone has to like check in on when he's like, I'm sure he's some weeks need stuff, but other times he's like, dude, I just like, it's too just playing golf, play a little here, golf yeah. figure my stuff out, you know, get ready for the week. Like it's a lot. I think that's the, the good of it that people have at least referenced to me, but we would all trade it to have people back for I sure, think, yeah. because it is, it is so much more exciting. The nerves, I haven't felt nervous on a first tee yet, like at all. It's just hard to, like, there's just not a lot of hype. You know, the guy literally says, instead of like, you know, you have these big booming shout out to the guy at the, um, the, the, uh, WGC Mexico, like the big booming, like intro, like instead it's like, all right, Max, like hit away. And it's like, <laughs> cool, you know, but it's good for golf, but for my golf, but it's just like, I like the rush. I like standing on the first tee at Riviera with a thousand people breathing down my neck and me feeling like, holy cow, I'm claustrophobic, but I just striped down the middle and I'm going to lean on that the rest of my career, or at least that day. Have you ever thought about throwing just one AirPod in and just having like crowd noise pumped? In your <laughs> I don't think we're allowed, but yeah, I mean, I could, I, I'd have to, I'd have to find one that's like, you know, scattered applause like there needs to be like a scattered applause you don't like the full, I need the full to, screen no i need like a little bit of so i need to hear like at least in a little bit just be like wait who's that guy you're like i think i heard lacy i think yeah, i heard lacy yeah. yeah, that's, that's that's pretty good you're scattered applause yes i'm not sure if that's like a big popular hit on youtube yeah we'll i doubt what, it's big, we'll see what yeah, it floats around try. we're gonna take a quick break and be right back at Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. 
Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Uh, I got a story for you. It's kind of an early flight, if you don't mind. Oh, hey, please. Um, I don't know if this... I've said this every week. I don't know if this is the best thing or worst thing I heard this week, but uh, on over the weekend... Uh, we had a, a group play Mountain Shadows, which is a par three course here in Phoenix. And uh, eighteen hole par three, eighteen course. hole par awesome. three, great par three course. Just came out of overseas, so it's a little slow. But uh, my buddy Hector's moving to San Francisco, so we were doing a little going away, play golf, you know, go out and watch some football or whatever. Well, uh, there's a we get there pretty early. We're teeing off like eight in the morning. I wrote this on Twitter, but we're we're going to like eight thirty or something. And, uh, and there's, I go up to ask them, this is totally a me move. I ask bartenders to turn TVs more than anybody on the planet does. Um, even at a golf course. So I went up and asked if they'd throw the French open on. Cause I was, you know, in the doll Djokovic and I wasn't, I'd hit three putts. I was good. And, uh, and this guy and, and it, what looked like his girlfriend showed up probably like in their mid twenties and they order a whole bunch of beers. This other couple shows at 8:30, up. Huh? Oh, early Let's Sunday morning. Like eight a, it was probably 8 AM. Let's turn it up and order, order some beers and they're out in front of us. So we have two groups of four, you know, we're out there having a good time. I mean, Mountain Shadows is a fast round, as you know, these people in front of us are, are, I would say in my 36 years on earth, it's the slowest uh, people <laughs> I've ever played behind ever in my life. And this includes one time playing TPC and ha- and the group in front of me drove their cart on the green and parked it. They didn't know <laughs> the difference. They just left it on the Sick. green. Well, that will speed up play though. It, it does make it a little quicker. So. We're on, we play like nine holes and we're in no rush. Like I'm not, we're, nobody's frustrated. We're having yeah. a good time. We got music going, but it's drink, slow. drinking cocktails. So slow and, and no awareness. You know, th- that's what I've always said is I don't care if you don't know how to play golf. You know, I, I got a lot of people on social media who were like shrink the game. It's like, no, I'm all about everybody enjoying golf, but it's about being aware in life. Well, it's like disrespect. My dad uses the word urgency. Like just show me that you're, you know, that I'm behind you and I'll be okay with you slowing us yeah, down. And, and really this is life in general. This goes back to what you and I talk a lot about. It's just disrespectful. It's, it's, it's not being aware of who you are. I mean, on social media saying stuff, it's like, you know, somebody shit talks the way you played last week and you're like, you know, I'm having kind of a shitty day. Yeah, you know, like yeah. I'd rather not have it. Yeah. Maybe just be a little bit of yeah, aware, aware of what's yeah. going on. And there was zero awareness. So we play nine holes behind these people. And there are a group behind our second group of probably 12, you know, 40, 50-year-old women that obviously come out every week to Mountain Shadows and play on Sundays and have a great time. And they were having a good time. So I'm on 10T. And one of the girls starts walking back down the cart path towards our group on the T. Now, they're on the green, taking forever. So, you know, you... As you would, you kind of look around. Do they leave a range finder? They leave a club. We hadn't seen one. Whatever. A beer, maybe. <laughs> maybe they left their drink. Possibly multiple drinks. And she walks over, and she was super nice. Very, these people were really nice too, you know. 
instead the slowest are always the nicest oh, so nice <laughs> they have to cough absolutely it's like you know it's like the person that doesn't know how to do the thing on the airplane and you're helping them they're always really nice yeah never rude about yeah it. like what do i what's my is this my seat and you're like no it's not your seat. i got the aisle and um she walks back and she goes hey hey guys i know that we're really slow which i thought was important yeah. they understood yeah. that they were awareness really slow. a little bit and so I know you guys are a group. I, I came back here to offer to take a photo of you guys. <laughs> and we were all like, what? Like, everybody, I mean, we're, you know, and again, like, we're not trying to be rude. I mean, yeah. this was a not, it's, again, this was a gesture of yeah. kindness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a misguided. It but. was misguided. Yeah. <laughs> and so we were like, oh, okay. She's like, I know you guys are celebrating something. So we're like, sweet. So. She's just standing there with us. There's four of us. The guys behind us are putting out on the green behind us, and they just got to the green. So she waits for like eight minutes till the other group comes up, takes a picture of our group, and then takes a picture of all eight of us. And we're like, thanks. I give her a get a grip koozie. Nice. They were boozing. Nice. I was like, here's a get a grip koozie. Yeah. Enjoy your day. I shouldn't care. <laughs> Walks back up the 100-yard path and hasn't played the hole yet. Oh, God. Has it even hit? And I mean, when I say she hit her second shot, I mean, this is like, could blade it over the green sure i hit it a foot i saw her chip from just either on the green or just off the green on one hole hit it 100 yards over the green and went and hit it you know again just completely but i, I never experienced that in my awesome. life so this is all happening the ladies behind our second group now the green's clear there's now two groups on this tee one of the ladies almost makes a one okay hits it like four inches so they're walking up now we're about to tee off finally and i kind of give a golf clap i'm like hey great shot no response. Just tell the group in front of you to hurry up. It's like, it's not my they friend. probably think that you guys asked, could you Absolutely. take a picture of us? A photo of us? So We're anyway, in no rush. I have photo evidence of, of the picture, but I mean. Literal photo evidence. It was, it was a shocking golf round. That's a new one. I've never even kind of heard that one before. That's People behind uh, us quit. I mean, there was know, the, the groups yeah. driving by and quitting. But anyway, that was, uh, that was, that's my story. Um, I have a question for you that I thought was great. <laughs> From Sean Purcell. No, I will not take a picture of you. From Sean Purcell. Do you take photos on the golf course? Uh, what's the best and worst, but I mean, I don't want you to throw a tournament under the bus, but you're pretty good about working around that. <laughs> best or worst tea gift you've received at a tournament? Now, you receive gifts at most PGA Tour events. Is that fair? Do you guys receive something? Yeah, a lot of the times you'll receive like a wives gift. Okay. So I can't judge. I don't know what's good and bad. Uh, I feel like you have 19 grills. Uh, yeah, I do. I have been offered uh, quite a few grills. I have a lot of coolers. Like I, okay. I, I, I've given my father-in-law like I, I, I know this is this is probably the wrong word, but like a bushel of coolers. <laughs> he has so many coolers, uh, which is good. He drinks a lot of Bud Light, which is great. So as long as I'm helping people out, you know, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I would say that I got a, uh, the Traeger. And the the green egg I've gotten are ridiculous. are both gifts. You just dropped they're like two, amazing two two thousand yeah, dollars. Like they're gifts. amazing. I got this Bentley. It was all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we get a lot. I mean, Tiger gave us uh, all like headphones. He uh, personally gave them to you. Well, I mean, I'm assuming his assistant figured it out. But we got we got those at uh, the Genesis, which I I like. As much as, you know, like the reason I love the grill so much is because it's super like practical. Like I needed that. I would not, I was not going to probably go out and buy that grill It's expensive. Um, I'm not like a grill master right. by any means. Nice um, to have, not something yeah. to purchase. Uh, even the cooler, like the cooler uh, is nice to have. I don't use it very much, so it doesn't feel super practical, although I know how nice it is. So I like really appreciate it. But like I have that, 
Yeti uh, that you're using right now, the Yeti uh, cup. Uh, cup. And that's huge. I have the Yeti beer holder. Like, that's huge. Um, and, like, the the headphones are super practical. They might not be the biggest, best gift on paper, but, but you're it's something gonna use I'm going to use right. a lot. So those are the ones that are always my favorite. I mean, we'll get, like, uh, I've gotten, like, an iTunes gift card before. I would say that's, like, in my bottom favorites. <laughs> but do I appreciate it? Yeah, but, like, I can't who remember. Buy, Music's buy, pretty bad right now. Who, I buys, who buys music? I, I haven't like I haven't used iTunes like mu- like buying music in a really long time. Do you time. listen to music? I feel like you're a podcast only guy. I when I practice, I'm podcast only. I will say like yesterday when we played, uh, we had a, a bunch of music going and it was fun because it does like liven it up. Um, but yeah, I, when I practice, I only listen to to podcasts. Do you um, go to concert? Are you a concert goer? No, man. Like I, I my first I think I got spoiled. My first ever concert. That's a lie. Not my first, but like my first one, I went without like my parents. Uh, we went to a birthday party and we went to uh, Aerosmith and Motley Crue open for him. And that was pretty, Wait, I think it, I got way like It was spoiled. like a birthday party at a concert or was it a personal Sorry, uh, one of my friends. No, 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 no. It was not personal. Was like, no, no, that was way sick. No, no. We <laughs> yeah, it was high, Aerosmith in the back. We were in like high school. No, no, no. That would have been a little different. Um, <laughs> no, it was in San Diego and, and my friend's uh, mom got us like a ride down there and it was sick. So I feel like I, I might have overspoiled myself. And, um, but yeah, so I'm not like a huge concert guy. Again, like it goes back to the last week's podcast. I'm not like big on being around like a trillion people. Right. I could, it also sounds better in my <laughs> ear, earphones. So, or earbuds. So, uh, but yeah, I, uh, but I do, go- I think music on the golf course is awesome. Um, it'll bring us, let's just get into the next part because I think this goes along with it. Hoodies on the golf course. I love it. Transitioning directly into our dress code conversation. I want to, I want to lead with two points. One, I am not. I'm not the person to talk to about fashion. Like I'm not, I would never say that I, I am fashion forward. Can, can I interrupt yeah, though? Please interrupt. I, I feel like though you say that, and as a friend of yours who watches you a lot when you play golf, I feel like you dress great. Thank I you. feel like you're a great golf dresser. You don't go too high. You don't go too because low. I think that not you too hit a lot high of is I don't know where to go. <laughs> you know, like but you, you know, like like there's a level like Justin Thomas, right? Who I think he is pushes one of the best. It, yeah. I think he's one of the best dressers on tour, if not my favorite dresser on tour. Justin will at times, you know, do something like wear a tie yeah. on a golf course. And you're like, that's very different. Yeah. That's not something you're going to do. Not something I would do. Um, I, I imagine if someone suggested it, I might, or if they told me I should, I might give it a whirl, but that would never be my thought. So, uh, however, like I, I also, my second point is I do believe, and I understand the traditions of dress code etiquette on the golf course. I, I get it. I think there is a vast massive enormous difference between wearing jeans and wearing a hoodie you know because it, but it's like stupid because i wear my hood because it makes me feel kind of like comfortable <laughs> like it's my little safe haven uh sometimes i'm a little cold and it covers my ears but i have to wear a beanie because i don't have very many of those i'm from los angeles right i, don't, I mean i guess a lot I, of people nowadays the, have on, beanies in la but it's like a hipster thing. yeah when you were when you were when you were on no laying up and, yeah you, you rocked you, a hoodie you, the caruso you had it on the hoodie, whole time yeah so i just like wearing a hood I, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I, I wrote in my thing, like this would be a shirt I would make, but it would, it would say something along the lines of just to this exact point, um, wear a hoodie, play fast, fix your divots. Like the etiquette matters a lot more to me. Even if, even if jeans were allowed, like, which I, I'm not for or against. If, if the club says, Hey, you could wear jeans. I wouldn't wear them. I don't think that they are very fun to play golf in. Um, but <laughs> I don't want to wear them either. Not but at all. If yeah, you yeah. want to wear them, rock yeah, them. Yeah, rock them. But, so if that's the rules, and I understand if that's the rules with the hoodie, I just don't get why the hoodie rule exists because it's not 
it doesn't to me look bad. It's just another way to warm up. Like it's another well, it's, way to stay comfortable. And it's, and it's and it's a very popular look right now. And I mean, listen, golf is golf is a sport that typically takes about fifteen or twenty years to catch up with everything else. Yeah, sure. Um, it is it is a quicksand sport. You know, it takes a little bit of time for people to understand things. And I mean, you said it. it you know, it's it's an item that I think older people for whatever reason associate with maybe being distasteful or, or not sure. looking good. And it's like, Oh, look like, I mean, I wear, I'm wearing a hoodie right now. I with no sleeves, this a flex of all flexes, ridiculous yeah. sweatshirts. One of my favorite sweatshirts. This is the most Arizona hipster <laughs> sweatshirt. Cause I need my hood, but I also am Can really cut warm. The, cut the sleeves <laughs> off. It's a hundred today, yeah. bro. It's still hot. But I mean, I bought a, I bought a hoodie at the pro shop at Cypress point. Like, yeah. It's a golf item. Let's yeah, be, let, come on. It is. And so I think that. And, the, and also, if people don't know, the reason we're talking about this is, I mean, if you've missed this, is Tyrrell Hatton was wearing a, a hoodie on Sunday when yeah, he won yeah, yeah. The, the BMW in your, on the European. So team. I think the overlying point, whether you think hoodies, jeans, whatever you want to want to want to uh, look at here, uh, dress code, obviously, I will follow the rules if the rules say I can't wear something, I won't wear it. But the point is, is that etiquette playing fast, fixing your divots, uh, fixing your ball marks matters to me so much more than what, than you, what wear. you wear. And I will, when every time I go home and play Vista Valencia, my home course, um, I will never wear golf clothes because public golf course, I don't have to. I have worn things that I'm sure. And I, I remember like I, I've had times where you could tell if, if, the, if it's slow out there and they're waiting behind us and they see us on the tee, we'll be wearing, you know, hats backwards, um, you know, my buddy will wear like the compression, uh, you know, pants, things at times, like we do not look like we play golf. And it's so crazy. Cause you could look at, I've seen people look at us and you could watch, you know, I've done this enough times at least to notice, but you could see the, uh, we're playing behind these guys today. And it almost instantly makes me want to turn around and be like, I will play you for whatever <laughs> you want right now, because this means nothing. You will have a better day. Cause I'm in front of you than anyone else on this planet because i know how to take care of the course i will play fast i will be out of your way i will leave the course will better than when picture? i started <laughs> i might need to add that to the repertoire hey, hey guys you guys you know what? you want to you you group photo so you know like that golf golf is very misguided in many things with tradition and i think that the the, the biggest one going right now and i guess this is why this has been a hot button topic is that we put more stock in how you look and how you dress than how you play the game. Like how you, how you ap approach, respect right. other people. Approach the game. Like, like don't be an asshole. Like how many country clubs I, I went to, I'm not going to name the name. I went to a, a, a country club. This is a country club. I mean, this, this is capital C capital. Yeah. C. Like wasp. Yeah. Nest. And I went and I, I walk in, I'm a guest of someone that day. I was not a member there. Or I'm not a member there. And I walk in and, Somebody goes, hey, and they recognize me. This was only like a few years ago. Hey, oh, man, Max, like, what are you doing here? I'm like, oh, you know, like, I, I, I'm just in, in town, like, I, you know, whatever, playing a little golf today. Uh, oh, my God, like, I saw you, blah, 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 on TV last week, and it was so cool. Blah. And it was like, and it was like going really well. I'm like, oh, this is great, you know, because this place is very intimidating to me. And then, like, really, like, he didn't, I don't even think he noticed he did it. And it was not meant to be, like, mean, but it was, like, kind of like a, so how that, like, because I wasn't with the member, I was at that time. I was like, I think I went to the restroom, and it was like, so how, like, how, how are you here? Today? It was like such a condescending. Like, did you like? No, I didn't sneak in. To right. your, I would rather be at Vista Valencia sure. than this right now. Yeah. I promise you. But it was just like, this is what we're doing. Like, you know, first off, you know, I didn't sneak in here. Second off, you know that again, if anyone's gonna play here, a professional golfer playing here, the course will be better 
when I leave it. Like I will fix more ball marks than anyone. I will sand all of my divots and then some like I will leave this place better. You won't even know I'm here. I'll play so fast and and get out of your way. If you're behind us, I'm hitting less shots than everyone else. Like so it's just like that's what we're worried about is like this like the stuffy thing. I know I'm like very anti stuff, but it's like I, I don't know. I've had I have so much more fun playing golf with buddies where we're wearing what we want and where everyone around us on the golf course that we don't know seems to be approaching it in like the, in the right way. Whereas I've had the worst days playing in certain pro-ams, for instance, where it does feel like it's more about the tradition of the game. And, and again, I'm all for, I think that there is, um, you know, you go to a public course, you go to a private course, the private one should have, because it's private, a different, uh, vibe. Like it's okay that it does. Um, that that's their prerogative. But if we're trying to grow this game and we're trying to get more people involved, there is a difference between you saying, Oh, that guy's wearing jeans and Oh, that guy's wearing jeans and he's throwing his beers all over the, like you don't have to be the same person. It's the same way as me walking back from campus in college with my hood on and you being like, you know, I get a look, let's say of like, Oh, that guy like doesn't like, he looks sketchy for some reason. It's like, no, I just like am comfortable in this. And like, I'm walking with my head down. Like I'm not bothering you. There's a difference. There's a lot of judging a book by its cover thing. And like I said, if, if you see me at a golf course and I'm wearing a tank top and a hat backwards and you judge me, that's on you because you're, I'm, I'm, I'm the best thing to have at this golf course right now. If we're going to, if you're insert anybody else in here, it would be a demotion because professional golfers have been around golf so much. We know how to leave a place. We know how to treat a place. We respect golf courses more than anyone on the planet because we are there all the time. This is like our office is right. our home. So if Tyrrell Hatton is wearing a hood on a golf course, it's a, it's insane. It's a you should actually look at him and be like, Oh, that's okay then because it, he is not being disrespectful. You know what? You know, what's funny is Tell me if you agree with this. I feel like golf attire, so traditional golf attire. So I'd go polo, like a slack or a khaki pant or whatever. Um, I mean, obviously, a, a very popular move is like a white belt. I know you and I aren't really big white belt people, but I don't mind like the white belt. And it's not my thing, but it's fine. Whatever you want to wear is whatever you want to wear. Um, I won't wear it. Not if you want to wear it, you can wear it. But I feel like golfers, like true golfers in 2020, want to dress as far from traditional golf as they can and kind of the outside golf world that wants to get into golf or think golf's cool wants to dress like the traditional golfer look now. Yeah. So it's like, like I, I see videos. I mean, you know, I mean, you see Dustin Rory JT. I mean, for God's sakes, tiger made this mock turtleneck popular and the mock turtleneck's not a great look. I'll be honest. I mean, tiger looks good in it, but it's not something I'm going to wear for goodness sakes. But you see those guys post videos now. I mean, you're the same way when you do it, when you go out and practice. I mean, Lacey was posting a video the other day. It's like, y'all don't wear golf clothes. It's You're going to your, kind of like your office, your gym, and you're working on your game. It's like, you don't want to be in a button-up, polo, tucked-in, belt. You, we used you to wear suits on the golf course. Like, we've changed. Should we go back to suits? Like, that's, I mean, it's just so silly, like. <laughs> Like the traditions can change or like, like we can, we can mold, we can like grow from tradition. Um, I think, you know, we, back in the day you would go out to uh dinner, right. And, and, you know, people think even planes, people on planes used to wear really nice clothes and now you wear like sweats and anything as to be comfortable as comfortable as, as possible. Be. I don't think that is knocked down the flying experience. You know, I don't think that wearing, not wearing a suit has knocked down the golfing experience. I do think that, as as I as I kind of mull this over, there are 
clubs that you join, I guess, where you know that you, if your joy is in like looking sharp and everyone matching you, then I guess it makes sense that, you know, some places would be like that. Cause some people, I guess I just can't resonate with this at all, but they get, that's what they enjoy. They like when people are incredibly buttoned up both literally and, you know, and figuratively. And that's so what that, they like. They, I don't know if it would work, work, but it's <laughs> sick. <laughs> but like, I, I think that that, that maybe, so yeah, there are places like that, but then there's places like Wisprock, which has been my favorite place I've ever been a member at because I showed up there the first day with my shirt tucked in and they said, what are you doing? And I'm like, what? And they're like, untuck your shirt. And I'm like, Thank you. Like that feels so good. You're capping untuck your shirt though. You would, I mean, you would, you would never tuck it in if you didn't have to. It's just so much less like not comfortable, but it's just like, why? I don't, I, I don't, I don't tuck in any shirt. Like, why would I tuck this in? And again, it doesn't like inhibit my golf by any means, but like th- there. So I guess that's the point that maybe I, I, I miss is that there are places that are outwardly saying, I want you to have fun here. Now, now, I mean, listen, Wisprock has a couple rules and if you break them, you are in trouble. Like, but they're saying we're going to give you a leash here and have your fun, do your thing. Don't be a dick, right. basically. And if you're not, if you're a good lesson, guy Max, out there, you're you fit in really, really well. And to me, I guess everyone, you know, different strokes, different folks. To me, that is much more enjoyable. And I guess if you enjoy the the waspiness of it in the least negative way, I could say it. I, I guess that's that's your thing. So that's okay. I for guess, you, it's but not. I, I don't get when you see a professional golfer. Uh, who is literally winning the golf tournament, one of the biggest going uh, in a hood, there's a hubbub about he shouldn't be wearing it because it's like, well, he didn't break a rule. You know, he, he has done nothing wrong. Um, this is what's comfortable. This is actually what's making him play better than everyone. Let him wear it. Like, and, and if that golf course decides, which I think they did, that we will not be allowing hoods. Okay, that's, that's there. But why are we judging Tyrrell and golf in general on this when it's like, well, a lot of people don't care. Well, in debating it, I mean, that, that like, what I have not really grasped, and, and I think this year, again, 2020 has been unique, and it's been brutal, and it's sucked for a lot of people. You know, like, this is a conversation that golf doesn't need. And, and yeah. when I say that, I say not our conversation, but the, the conversation in general is like, this sport doesn't need this. Like, golf doesn't need this. Golf, again, I'm not really a big grow the game person. I just don't love the idea of the kind of initiative. I think people are going to come to golf if they're going to come to golf or they're not, if they're not. And eventually you will. I mean, you turn 30 and you're a, you're, you're an ex athlete and you played basketball, you played baseball and there's not pickup hoops anymore. You don't want to blow out a knee. You might turn to golf. You might turn to tennis. You might find something else, but golf tends to be a place people go to and gravitate to when they get a little bit older, just be you and enjoy it. You know, like, I mean, that's, that's what it's supposed to be. Be you, be comfortable, be respectful. And if there are rules at where you want to be a member of, you know, follow them and, and you're going to be good. But it's like, we, I feel like every time somebody does anything and I don't, I, mean, I don't even want to say different. I mean, for goodness sakes, I mean, wearing a hoodie on a golf course is not some, you know, new age thing, but it's like, it becomes a talking point. It's like, we don't need to have this. This makes the sport actually look bad. This makes the sport look old. This makes the sport look, you know, a lot like left in the past. Like, Look around the world. I mean, it'd almost be like in, in, in 2021 if there was a big story about yoga pants in yeah. golf. It's like yoga pants are everywhere, man. Those things aren't going away. Like that's lifestyle now. Yeah. And it's athleisure too, which is kind of like what a hoodie is. My dad's favorite thing story, like when growing up, he still talks about it now, is you know, we would go play golf and I'm too young to remember. I mean, I must have been, you know, six, seven years old. 
uh, we would, you know, get paired. It would be us two uh, at Vista Valencia get paired in the morning with two guys, you know. And my dad said every time you could see the guys look around and be like, gosh, like we just got paired with a kid. And I do I get it? I get it. But my dad would always just say, just give it a minute. And I'm not saying that I played well enough to like not slow them down necessarily. Like I'm not, it's not like I'm out there shooting, you know, under par, but I'm going, it's the, the, the going back to self-awareness and the urgency of it is I am going to take this very seriously. I know the rules. I know what I'm doing now. Am I as good at it as you know, I'm seven, like, <laughs> of course not, but I will not damper your day at all. And he said, every time what he was proud of is, you know, like, like I, I would live up to that and the guys would have a good time because so that that to my point that that's what's more important is don't ruin anyone's day and likewise if you're the one judging someone don't ruin their day just because you think that they're not going to be good you know good people to play with or play around because I mean if the rules say that you can wear what you want and you see a guy in a tank top you can't roll your eyes because you you are judging a book by its cover at that moment because that guy might be the best guy to play with or might be the best guy to play behind um because he's going to uh, do all the things, take it very seriously, just like a seven-year-old kid like I did. Like I, I was more invested in what I was doing and, and how I was acting. And, and I wanted to, you know, make my dad proud of like how I was going to play. Like that was so much more important. So of course they had a good time. Did I, you know, it's not like I, I was out there like setting records, but that's not the point. No one, no one really is. We're, we're out there just all trying to have the best day we can have. And if that doesn't inhibit someone else's day, then it's okay. So Again, if that golf course decides you can't wear a hood, that's okay. But in this sense, Cheryl Hatton was allowed to wear a hood. He wore the hood. He won the freaking golf tournament. Why are we debating it? Because like you said, it's a bad look for golf in general because now right. it's like no one's even breaking a rule yet we're mad. Like if they broke the rule, be mad. But like he didn't do anything wrong. Like there's right. nothing against that that rule that he like – somehow there's no actual tradition of golf is I guess the real point we have made up a tradition of golf it is to do it is to you know it's like to hit with persimmons and curve the ball that's not a real tradition that's how some people would rather play golf or see golf played and that's cool but like don't knock other people um I had a really interesting conversation with Bryson in Vegas about this I, I told you know told him congrats on winning the U.S. Open uh, and he, you know, you just brought up he's like yeah he goes when I saw the course he's like I realized these fairways are just gonna be too small for anyone to hit uh, and he said, you know, like, I'm just going to hit it as far as I possibly can and know that I'll have a better shot with my wedge. And, you know, there's some hubbub of like, he's not playing golf the right way. Well, he actually saw the strategy and what the best option was, because he said, if the fairway's one yard wide, that's too narrow. And so he basically referenced like Wingfoot was too narrow. And if the fairways are 100 yards wide, they're too wide because now you can you everyone's going to hit driver. So he said, there's got to be a sweet spot somewhere. But he goes, Wingfoot wasn't. So he said, well, I'm just going to smash it. And his strategy, which is the point of professional golf, at least, is to get the ball in the lowest uh, amount of strokes as you can. I guess it's at golf in general, but but in this sense, it, you know, that that's how it's kind of not viewed enough from the public. It's like, oh, well, they should be hitting fairways. Like, yeah, well, like the golf course is giving us something, and we have to decide what the best manner of making it in and less strokes is. And that's what he said. So he's like, I saw the golf course. I was like, well, screw it. I'm going to hit it even further than a normal. I'm going to swing harder than normal because no one's going to hit fairways. If I could hit a few, if I could chip it well, putt it well. And it was interesting hearing him talk about that because, again, the tradition of the U.S. Open is you need to hit fairways, you need to hit greens. And he went to that golf course, as many of us did, and realized you're just not going to hit enough fairways out here so some people are like, well, I'm going to lay back. And he said, well, my strategy is going to, I'm going to hit as far up as I can because I'm going to, I think I'm going to still hit some a fairways. similar amount of fairways. 
and then he wins. And I'll be 350. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, going back to his quote, I mean, Bryson, you know, Bryson is a, is a lightning rod at this point about everything, but I really kind of harp on the quote he said, I think it was in Detroit where he said, sorry, Mr. Ross, you know, when he was talking about yeah. the bunkers. And I always think about that. It's like, that's kind of the encapsulation of his approach to golf now. It's like, Bright, I mean, you know, Bryson knows a lot about golf. He knows a lot about golf history. I mean, you know, I mean, you can, he talks a lot and he says a lot of stuff. And I think a lot of it, we can roll our eyes at, but all of the history and everything and the tradition and how it's been played before and what you're supposed to do. And, you know, sinners should be inside. They shouldn't shoot threes. And, you know, all of the stuff that our brains, you know, baseline, then you got to come to the net and tennis. And it's like, no, you're back to the baseline and whatever we thought worked is changing in every sport in a lot of walks of life that aren't just sports. Bryson, to your point, you are a professional golfer, Max. When you get to a golf course, it could be the most famous, Augusta National, right? You're going to play Augusta National for the first time on Monday. You're going to be walking around. I'm sure, I mean, not this Monday, but when you go. I'm sure there are going to be times where you're walking around like, holy shit, I'm playing Augusta National. But you're also there for your job. So you're going to get to 13 and you're going to go, you're going to be working on your strategy. You're not going to sit there and be, you know, floored by the azaleas. You're going to be trying to think the best way to play 13, the best way to play 14, the best way to play to 15. And if it's a different way than how they played it for 50 years, you don't care because it's going to work for you, right? And that's what Bryson did there. And that's what golf needs more of is like, we're going to do this differently, right? It's going to look a little bit different. It's going to feel different. And that's okay because it's working. There is a field. Golf is played on a field with rolling, some rolling hills, some flat. Some with trees, some without trees, some with rough, some without rough, some with water, some without water. It is on a field, though, blank, essentially a blank canvas. And there's a hole that is four and a quarter inches wide <laughs> at the end of each hole. And the goal in, in the game is to make it into that hole as fast as you can, right? No one has ever, the golf course's job is to dictate how you get there, right? No one has ever told anyone how you're supposed to do that. There is no rule on how you're supposed to do that. Bryson is pushing the envelope on how the strategy would work best to do that. Now, I think the biggest misconception, and I'm going to get like no laying ups back here because they've been kind of like the front runners on explaining why uh, they're frustrated with not Bryson in, in, in general, but with like professional golf and the length the ball's going. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's as I read on Twitter um, and like the hubbub about it is it, it is misconstrued in the sense that no one thinks or, or, or the, 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 the no link up guys, I like the, the guys who are, are, I'm not pushing for the ball to be rolled back by any means. I like how far and straight the ball goes personally, but um, no one, when this argument comes up, it's not about that. I don't think that power m mixed with some precision is a bad thing. Like that's going to work in every sport ever. If you, if you put Bryson in a persimmon, he'd still hit it. This is probably the same distance past me as I did. I think where it's misconstrued is it's it's taking golf courses and making them a little bit more obsolete. The ones that we have become accustomed to loving, uh, like like enjoying watching on TV. I think that's where people are missing. It's not that we think that the ball should be or that they think the ball that should be um, uh, go shorter or driver should be harder to hit or whatever, because they think that Bryson has some unfair advantage. That's not it. It's that. The golf courses are having bunkers that that Bryson say, I'm sorry, yeah, like this design elements that don't matter. Anymore. Yeah. And I think that's where people are frustrated. And at some point you run out of field, right? You run out of things to do to to like minimize what he can do or what. And I hate just using him because people hit it further than he does. But 
he's been like the f- like the the main guy in this. But Tiger did it earlier too, right? Um, I mean, Justa every gr- every great player Langston. hit it forever. To sure. be fair, I mean, but they've all always the dominant it, guys uh, hit it. Forever they've always had when a percentage further than the next right. guy behind them or the average. So we're getting to a point where I guess yes, some golf courses are becoming kind of. Um, they're just like they're not what we know them to be, and I think that's what no laying ups complaint is, and I think that's a f- very Definitely. okay complaint because sure. you don't want to watch. You, you want to watch power and precision win, and and he and it will as as in any sport ever. You look at LeBron James; he's the, one of the fastest and biggest and whatever. Like he he matches those things, but I guess their point is is that the defense in in basketball has improved because everyone's getting bigger, stronger, faster in golf. golf, It's the same. So so I think that that's, I just, again, I don't really have a, uh, an opinion on this. I just want to point out because I read about it so much that this, like, it's not that anyone's blaming Bryson or, or, or who the longest guys are, Tony or, or Cameron. No one's blaming them. Like their goal, our goal, my goal is to get that ball in that hole as fast as I can, whichever route I decide if the rough I decide it's playable. I'm going to hit it as far as I can in the rough. If uh, if if I can't play out of the rough, I'm going to make sure I'm in the fair. Like I'm going to change strategy. But right now, if there's a bunker that's 295 and I can get over it, and I think that being in the rough might be okay, even if I, but I can fly that bunker and that bunker to me looks like the worst spot to be. I'm taking it over the bunker. And, and you're, you know, used to seeing as the fan, you're used to seeing that bunker be very much in play and you have to make a decision. And it's like, yeah, like, that's more, I guess, their their point, and I just wanted to get it out there because I do read that, and I notice that it's just like a, it's just a misunderstood point by a lot of p- the casual golf fan that you know we're not, they're not pining for like less power. Like there's always going to be power will always win. It's a sport for goodness sake, but or cl- I mean, kind of golf's kind of <laughs> sport, but at the very least, it's a game. Like if you if you were playing a video game, the best you know, most powerful um, video game guy or, or weapon or whatever will win that game. But you, they just, I think that it's more so like, you don't want to watch 13 at Augusta and someone flip like a nine iron on the well, I mean, or, or Bubba when he took the corner and hit sandwich. In, sure. You know, like you don't want to see it's I mean, fun it's... once. I don't know if it's fun a million times, but listen, like it's a tournament like that. I like it because it, it, I still see the beauty in the art in golf. And I honestly think Bryson does too. Um, people at home don't get to see it. And I think maybe that's the disconnect is like, there's still a lot more going on than you could ever un- understand about like how to work the ball, how to hit the ball high and straight and far. And then also make sure you're leaving on the correct side of the fairways. And then you look at wing foot and like Bryson, yeah, I missed a lot of fairways and greens, but he chipped it amazing. Like there's a lot of art and beauty in it. Um, but people have a vision of the tradition of, of not golf in this case, but of a course. And I think that's where like the, 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 uh, the frustration lies with it. But I mean, listen, if I show up to a golf course and you're telling me I'm playing for a million dollars, I'm not going to just play to the art of golf. I'm right. going to figure out the best strategy. You're not like to going the into the archives course. and seeing how Bobby Jones played sure. 14. You're why, play why, I'm going play to it. limit myself. And that's the coolest part about Bryson being so vocal about this is he is pushing the envelope on how we are supposed to play golf. Given our field, this is our field. If, if, if I'm in a baseball reference, if there's a shift on Cody Bellinger and everyone, every time essentially sits in the right side of the field, they do that because his percentage of hitting it opposite field is really, really low. But you're telling me now, if he bunts it down the line and gets on base, that that's like wrong. He's playing the field he's been given. Like he, he has, he has a third of the field is open. I'm going to take that 
that field or he's going to play the percentage. So it would be the same thing. You would never knock him for doing that. So no, take advantage. Like, I just can, think right? that people think we're not, people are knocking uh, or no laying ups, like knocking um, like how the pros are playing. I, it's not so much that it's just that they think that golf courses are becoming um, more and more like indefensible. And uh, whether that's your opinion or not, like I said, I don't really know if that is mine. Um, but I, I that you can have that opinion. I just want people to understand where like that actually comes from because I don't want you to think that like, yeah, power. Of course, he should be. Win- yeah, we, I think he'd still be winning. Like right. he would. It has nothing to do with who the best golfer would be. It's just more like like it's it's the viewing aspect of it. We're gonna take a quick break and be right back. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. transition to something with you um and your car drive back from Vegas yeah. where you 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 figured out the world I've, i you know i think everybody can relate to this when you've had a i drive it alone by the way you just drive it alone by yourself? yeah you know like i think everybody's had their drive or their flight or whatever especially more so this happens after like a bad uh work day or whatever but you have a you have time to your thoughts and it's just you and you just like fix all of your world's all of world's problems like i, I think I, I i i fixed you know the covid i think i fixed the election like i understood like everything is going on i got it all right up here but with, with golf you know i've had a million of these flights or drives and i always think i found it i'm sure i didn't find it but it's always like kind of a nice um a nice time to 
reflect a little bit and 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 almost like hash it out with yourself. Uh, I've obviously been not playing well at all. Um, I had a uh, do, can can I ask you do you do you feel like I mean you not playing well right now? Do you feel like it's something? Because I I feel like with you especially I mean even on this podcast which you know you're so great about kind of talking about yourself a lot when it comes to the way you play and the things you're thinking. Is it something? Is it everything? Is it just feel tough? Like what, what do you feel like you're battling with right now that you feel like you're going to, that you're working to fix? Um, confusion. I think okay. like a lack of direction. Like as Lacey and I talk about it, like a plan. She okay. always says like, she can tell when I'm playing well, because when I get to a T, especially, it seems like it's, I already know what I'm going to do. Okay. So given that information, given these great talks I've had with Joe recently and Lacey, and then I had one I'll reference with my mom, uh, who is knows almost nothing about golf, but always brings up really good points and that, that I can, she'll let me like yell at her about, you know, and we can argue about it. But in this case, I'll bring up in a second, like I realized where I was wrong, but like Lacey bringing up the plan point, right. It was like, Okay, you're right. Like, I don't really know if I have a plan. I think why I was a little excited to play the Shriners was because I thought I did have a plan. I just think the plan was wrong, like to okay. for my golf, not the plan to how I saw the golf course. Like, I, I knew the ball was going to curve to the left. Um, and so every hole I saw what I was going to do, and I think that's a start. You want to visualize something, but if you have nothing to visualize, then you start to like, like hurt to Lacey's point. Like, she can see me like looking at too much of the field again. Like, I keep using that reference, but you're like overlooking instead of saying. Yeah. And, and, and in the drive, I, I went when I was driving home, I realized I was like, I, I think that what functions with my body, my golf swing, and then my eye is curving the ball like left to right. And I've danced with this. I've played great doing this in the beginning of the season. Um, and at times I've gotten off of it. Um, and so that was one part of it. It's like, I just need to play the to cut. just cut the ball more and, and then figure out how to minimize it. Um, I had a, I I'll say here, but I, uh, I, I split from my longtime coach who it really sucked because he's one of my favorite people on the planet. The biggest part about the 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 uh drive, at least for me, and what where I think to your first question about is it everything? Is it one thing? Is it swing? Is it this? My mom uh was not too pleased about the coaching thing because she told me that I don't putt it well enough and I don't chip it well enough. And we got in like an argument because I said that's not it. I said I'm confused with how I hit it or I was swinging or whatever at times. And I said, I know what I'm doing in my putting. And we like start arguing about this thing. And she's, you know, very strong woman. Um, and she wasn't like exactly backing down from it. And I, and I said, yeah, well, look, I, I brought up some point about the Wells Fargo. And she said, Max, like you put it amazing that weekend, didn't hit it well. And you won the golf tournament. So I have, believe in this thing called that. Like, a, like, I think all golfers have like an identity of how, you know, them like Jordan Spieth, for instance, is kind of like the cerebral, really good short game guy he makes the clutch putts like Rory's the driver. Now, the best players in the world have multiple things, but, you know, everybody buys something, right. even if they're good at other things. The, per- the percentage of if you pulled 100 golf fans or golf yes, people, they, they would, would say 70% right? Dustin drives. I think well it matters if you know your uh, identity percentage. in tournament golf because you need to play to your strengths. I think I always looked at my strengths wrong. I, I, you know, Joe looked at all my stats from the last two years and I hit my irons less uh, not as well as I think I do. I drive it better than I think I do. My wedges aren't very good, which I kind of knew. Um, but my putting, like from inside of six feet, I think I was in the last two years, I've been fourth on the PJ tour. And I think that talking to my mom, oddly enough, and, and talking to Lacey, like we, 
kind of came up with this idea that like, I'm just, I could, I could be, if I approached it the right way, I could be the best, I could be the putter. Like that would be more my identity because my best of results this season and in my career for the most part, minus one tournament, uh, it has been like, I've put it really, really, really well. So it's like, why don't you start to approach your practice and then your tournaments, like you're the best putter. So is it, is it, so I think that's kind of the answer to that. Is it something like you, like, would you, if we weren't doing this and I just asked you kind of like if we were a TP, you're wearing the TP shirt, by the way, I appreciate it. Uh, If we were like a TP having lunch and I said, Max, are you a good putter? What do you think your instant reaction would have been before you having this kind of thought? I definitely would have said yes. But see, like, this is the difference between like the swing and the putting to me. And this is what I told, I've told Lacey, told my mom, told, told, you know, Joe, like, the reason I never trip out about my putting is because I really know what I'm doing in my putting. If I miss a putt, I know what I did. I gotcha. know if I have a bad putting week, I can go home two days, I'll square it away every single time. I'm a very streaky putter. And the reason is because I, even though I know all of that, I don't think that I approach it with enough. Like, uh, uh, I, I don't go, I don't practice hard enough at it all the time because I know I could just get it right. Whereas in my swing, I feel like I get confused. I get lost. I get, I get too in my own head. Um, going back to like the lack of coaching thing. Like I, I, I need almost need like less right now because I get too far in my head and I get confused and I'd stop just hitting a shot. If you told me right now, it's like the tin cup thing. If you told me that there's a Pelican out on that thing and said, hit it, I bet you I could hit it. Joe's best point at the PJ championship. I hit it so bad the first day. And on one hole five, I hit it. 80 yards left. I'm in the left rough and there is a hole in a tree that's probably five by five. And we had no other shot. And I convinced Joe, I said, cause I knew it, but I said, Joe, my nine iron launch is that high. I said, if I can hit it straight enough, I will hit it through that tree. And he honestly, which was fun when you can get somebody on the same page as you. And this is why I love Joe. He's like, dude, I actually really like believe that, which is a crazy <laughs> thought, but I hit it through the tree and hit it on the green, hit the best shot of the day. And it was nothing. It was a straight nine iron, but it was the best shot of the day. And he walking up to the green said, it's amazing to me that of all the shots you've had today, that's the one that worked. He goes, you got out of your head and you hit a freaking golf shot. And I, and, and it's like, it t- again, it took me a while to like put that in to like my brain and understand it. But it goes to yesterday. Yesterday I get to the 17th hole and there's a, I, I didn't, I don't know the course very well. And there's a ditch and someone says, what are you doing? Grabbing driver. It's only like whatever to the ditch. And I said, ah, whatever. I teed it, you know, an inch off the ground. I hit this like swooping cut right to the end of the fairway. And it felt very artistic and feel based. And it was like, I didn't think much. I just thought to cut and slap a driver, right? It was very little thought that would work on any hole in the world. Instead of, instead I get to a tournament. I'm like, I need to hit this. I the hole right, goes I this. It's gotta be perfect. Right? right. So, um, so that's like, so, so, so if you were to ask me, like, I would say, yeah, it's just that I, I think the hitting would frustrate, frustrates me so much more because I don't, I, I feel like I get too technical. I get lost. I get whatever you want to call it. Whereas in the putting, I've been misguided in the sense that, oh, I can get it back whenever. Well, it's like, yeah, but you still need to like, it's not like I don't work hard on my putting. I don't want it to look like that, but it's definitely less work hard than it is my swing. Cause I feel like I'm chasing something in my swing, but the fact of the matter is, and this is where the drive was like, I feel like really kind of cleared this up for me. If I did, if I do feel like I know so much about my putting and it's so easy for me to get it back to wherever it needs to be, if that's the case and that's your strength, why are you, why are you not attacking your strength more? Right. Make the hitting work. Maybe I, I mean, I've had weeks where I've hit it amazing, but make the hitting work and, and maybe s- simplify it a little bit more so you know who you are there but beat people with your putting because i've done i've done the most proud i've i am about my golf game if you were to ask me anything is if 
you know, there's a question if you had, if you had an eight footer for your life, who would you want putting it? Like I'm on my list. Like when I'm putting well, and I did it at the Wells Fargo, I did it at the uh, first term I won BMW. And I, 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 uh, the only tournament I ever really won without my putting with Rustoleum and on the web. Um, that's like the only one I can remember. Where I didn't make like a load of clutch putts, although I, I did make a lot of putts, but you look at those events and like, when I stand over eight foot and I feel good about my putting, it doesn't feel like any kind of scary. Like to me, I feel very, 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 very comfortable. So it's like, wow, why don't we lean into that a little bit more and become like the best Believe putter, it, right? Yeah, because like- I think that I don't think that I'll ever be personally the best ball striker in the world. I don't hit it far enough. I hit it above average, but I don't hit it far enough to be a Rory. Um, and I don't think I really ever will. I'm about to be 30. Like, it's not like I'm going to find 15 yards, uh, somewhere. I think you I gain, hit a, you could gain like 65. Pounds. I could, I'll give it a shot. PJ means maybe gain like 60 <laughs> pounds. I love picture the other day. So maybe I need to do that, but I, I think that I could be a great iron player, but I've seen like Charles Howell the third at the ball. I don't think I'll ever really be able to do what he can do. I think I can be in like the realm, but I do think that when it comes to the putting, I think that I could be like one of those guys where you would say, holy cow, like that guy doesn't miss from X. And right. There's strength, I think I need to be there's that strength guy. in your simplicity. Approach, yeah. Right. For so sure. it's, you know, what's so interesting. Listen to the, you talk these few months of doing this podcast is like, I'm, I'm a pretty mental midgety golfer and I'm a, I, I'm negative about my own golf game. And I started doing something this last week uh, that I'm trying, that I'm, that I'm trying, I'm going to continue to do on my phone. I did it on my notes app, but I'm starting on my notes app. I've started it. I'm writing down like either kind of stressful or high pressure shots that I pulled off during a round. And then I'm going to write down when I did something great late, because I think personally about my own golf game is I feel like I think about myself like I'm not good under pressure and I don't close. Sure. And as I've started to kind of piece together, like we played when we were in up in Wisconsin, we played Blue Mound the last day. Like I birdied 17 and 18 in, in a match and I had to birdie 17 and 18 or we were screwed. And like you write those down so that when I need a boost of confidence about my own golf game. I've got it right there. I wrote it down. It's almost like my own golf journal. And it. I'm trying to, to what you're saying, I'm trying to personally remind myself, like, you can do this. You can hit this shot. You've got the shot in your bag. Because I think there are so many times where I stand over it and I'm like, shit, man, you know, this is, this is, this is like a tough shot or this is a big shot or this is an important one. And you've got to remind yourself, it's like you said, it's the, You've done this before. It's pretty simple, really, in, in theory. And you've got all these notes now about times you've done it. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, you, you start to actually understand who you really are and not who you think you are. Think you are, yeah. right. Yeah, Which I think is an important part of anything, but at least in my world in golf, I think it's kind of the most important because I think there's a misconception about every tour player pretty much out there that they can or can't do something that, someone has said that that's like what their MO is like Charles Howell is another good example. It's like the first time I ever played with him, you know, everyone was like, Oh yeah, he doesn't win. Cause he doesn't putt it well. And I play with him I'm like, Jesus, this guy's amazing. Made but it's just like, so it's like that, but maybe he doesn't think that. And when it is crunch time, he doesn't think that he'll make the big putt. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just a more of a, uh, you know, golf is really hard. It's hard to win tournaments. And like, that's why it's one like, who knows, but there is a, there's clearly a misconception about that. And this is coming from like someone who's watched him enough times to know that like he is a good putter. Um, so I think that that like the hardest thing to do would be to see who you really are, because in our mind's eye, we always look at ourselves like in a, in a lesser light in a, in areas, maybe not in all areas, but in areas, I would say that oh, I don't have this shot. It's like, dude, you, 
like if we go back in time, you do, but you you are being almost like closed minded or narrow minded to like recency bias or something because it's just it's a it's kind of like everyone's crutch is just to be like ah oh, you know Kisner says all the time like. Oh, yeah, I can't play this course. It's like, Kisner, you won on like some courses just and like you play this. well like, every week. Yeah, like, like, every week. It's, but it's like it, it, it's 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 our odd viewpoint of who we are. Right. Like we always view negative about ourselves. Yeah. So wild. I mean, I you know, so, like Morikawa at the PGA, you know, he's on the tee and he hits that drive on what was that? 16? 16. 16. And instantaneously, 95% of golf fans, I did it myself, we went straight back to Muirfield. Yeah. Wow, he hit that 14. shot there. We can't do that about our own damn yeah. golf game. You know, we're like you're point. on the tee at 18, you're like, "Oh, it's a it's a cut off that tree. I hit the shot." It's a great point. Yeah. You know, and but we think about it about Colin freaking Morikawa. But I think it helps know. to have a golf shot, like one golf shot, right? Cuz like I was texting with Skov that day and uh and with I think DJ uh Pie that day and I said cuz I saw, you know, we all got to see where 16 was and I know what Colin everyone knows what Colin does off the tee. It's a, like a 3-yard cut and it goes 295 like every time. And uh easier said than done to just have like a golf shot, but I t- I told everybody I was like, "Dude, 16 is literally a par 3 for Colin right now. Like it's a driver, but it's a par, par 3 and he hits it up there to like 8 feet." But it, it the reason I knew that and the reason other people knew that is because it fit him so well. I don't feel like I've done a good job in the last especially the last year to having something where I stand on the tee and I'm like, Oh, I'm glad I have this one. Cause this fits me to a T like this couldn't be more me if I tried, you know, because if you don't have any of those, like when are you ever going to have a shot that just feels like a one comfortable, right. you know? Yeah, yeah, for and, sure. and that that's also gone to the, like the hitting aspect of it is having like my shot. Like that is just, you, you get sucked, sucked into like, Lacey was saying she thinks it's an ego thing to think you need to have all the shots and like, you know, you need to have a draw to win Augusta. Like she referenced that too. It's like, I, I don't think that I, like someone said it yesterday, even they're like, I was like, you know, talking to him about going to a cut. Uh, one of my buddies I was playing with and he was like, yeah, he's like, I mean, that works everywhere, but Augusta. And I said, I'll tell you if it works at Augusta, but like I have, there's no, I mean, Tony Finau, it's a cut and he got second last year or whatever. Or he was in the final group, but I guess the last time. So it's like, maybe, maybe, but maybe that's another misconception. For sure. It fits better for a draw for sure. The holes turn to the left, but it doesn't mean that you can't cut it. So again, it's like you're, you're, it's an ego thing. I think to want to hit every golf shot because we've seen someone like a tiger be able to do it so beautifully. Yep. And, and again, I don't think that I'm going to be tiger Woods, So I want to be the best I could be. And given what I've got, I just don't, I don't, I don't see right now, maybe down the road, but I don't see right now being the guy who's just going to pull off every golf shot, like at all times. I, I feel like I need to have my, my shot, like Max's shot where everyone's like, Oh, I know what he does. This pin's perfect for him. And it, Oh, that pin's on the left. Well, okay. Well, he's just going to play it to 15 feet. Like how jealous would you be of that? Like yeah, I would I mean, be jealous it, right now of that be, being, you know, I, again, it's, it's being comfortable in who you are. It's being comfortable in the golfer you are. I mean, I, you know, it's again, it goes back to the Kisner thing. You said like Zach Johnson gets to Augusta national when they add all these tees, he should be the guy that goes, I can't win. here. Yeah. Yet. He won there. So it's like, you know, you've got to, it's, it's the belief in who you are and yeah. what you can do. And it, it's, it's also, the hit the Pelican off the thing. Absolutely. I think it's, it's a, in a, in a comedy movie that, that it has very little, um, 
It's not incredibly realistic. However, I think it does have a but apparently that was a life real story. Lessons, apparently that was a real which makes tour sense story. because that's how your brain works. I'm struggling. I can't hit it. I'm embarrassed. I have to put stuff in my left pocket. I got the shanks because I'm hitting next to Johnny Miller. Like, I'm so nervous. But then all of a sudden, someone goes, "You suck. You probably can't do that." And, and your brain just immediately goes, "I don't suck." It's like <laughs> I've been telling myself all day, all year that I suck. Right. But you tell me I suck, and I look at you, I, I don't suck. Yeah. Give me something to do. I'll do it right now. It's like, wow, like, why did it just take one person to tell you you can't do something for you to think that now you can do everything when you yourself have been saying, I can't do anything for months? Like, that's the silly part about it. And that's that's why I love that scene, because it is so freaking true. And it's I so I got this shot. I mean, perfect. remember Romeo was like, you got this shot? Yeah, and, and it all starts with the therapist. Yeah. You know? I, by the way, I want you to... I want well, next time Max is in contention or plays well on Saturday, just tons of Pelican gifts. Yeah. To his Twitter at Max on 23. Just send them all. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. At bed. Three, six, five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets. When you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. Um, I had a reader, a listener, I believe. Reader. Reader. I, God, I, I hope they're not reading. reading. Um, bring up a point. I'm so sorry I forgot your name or don't have it right here, but it's about 10 Cup. The point was this, and I've never thought about this before. You've seen 10 Cup plenty, right? Doreen is his ex-girlfriend, the stripper, right? Yeah. Or the, the lady in charge of the strip club. I don't know if she actually dances. <laughs> the question was, why the hell did she come to the U.S. Open? She drove like 
10 hours and with those guys. To but are up, they all best friends? I mean, they were like, they did crew. You know? I don't think they, ca- I, that was my answer. I, was, I thought they were kind of friends and it was local, but like they didn't have a, like a real pleasant relationship. It didn't seem, I mean, even from the very get go, it's like, is that she had a little sneaky thing for Romeo. She well, see her I, we eventually, win, you know, but that seemed to all, maybe that, she already did those bubbling. Okay. Fair you enough. You know, there you and go. she That's, wanted to go to Waffle House wherever they ate at. I mean, Waffle House is so good. Are you yeah. a Waffle House guy? I love Waffle oh, House. Jeez, just tear it up. Uh, we, we're going to talk about Shadow Creek, but we've gone long. So I'm going to do this. We both get one word to say about Shadow Creek. Uh, do you want me to start? Green. Go ahead, Max. Uh, I was going to say pure. There you go. Shadow Creek. I have Green. one quick Feel Good Friday. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, we're just going into flights. Uh, real quick, before you do your Feel Good Friday as you're looking it up on your phone, my good idea this week um, is go to uh, our Imperial this. store and buy a hat or shirt. Speaking of that, segue time, didn't plan it. Uh, that's why Feel Good Friday is my buddy Wade McDiffitt, who I used to play basketball with growing up, uh, said uh, send me a picture. He bought a... Uh, and war for the first time the hashtag golf nice. yesterday and the Dodgers scored like 11 runs in the first, first inning. inning yeah so he he said it's not a coincidence yeah that's gonna be his new unc shorts. yeah just, so if just, you're a braves fan buy one and maybe it'll you know maybe you guys will score 11 runs uh, imperial sports.com uh maddie shields uh our buddy uh you know the now the uh, assistant coach at stanford women's golf team she bought a shirt sent me a picture was wearing our hashtag golf shirt as well and rumor has it I like when people do that. Like they, we know, you yeah. know, it's like ru- rumor has it. We're going to have yeah. these things dropping. Um, possibly the Imperial hat with just the mic on it is coming up, Sick. Soon, which would be cool. Not right. to say get a grip, but just has the mic on it, a small, simple logo. So that'll Tight. be pretty so fun. You can tell your friends you have a podcast. There you go. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. My new podcast. Um, best thing I heard this week. So we're not going to be the guys that do the bachelor talk. Like every sports podcast does. I just but watched I, it last night. I watched the bachelor with my wife. I just need to give a shout out to my wife. You know, she's a type of person that when she has a comment, it's, you know, it's not always commenting during the whole show. I obviously talk like 98% yeah. of the time, but when she has a comment, it's a, it's a triple yeah. every comment about the bachelor. And this is going to be my, my lone takeaway from the first episode of the bachelor. The first guy out of the limo was an army ranger vet. Yeah, like you got no chance. Other yeah. twenty nine yeah. guys. He was the first one out of the limo. Like make him twentieth or something. Yeah, give, I was give like, people well, these a guys chance. Rude. Um, uh, not to talk too much about it. This uh, Claire woman is pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like we couldn't stop laughing about just like how insane she was. Even Chris Harrison saying like, uh, "Wow, we've never had someone think they met their husband like that fast." Right. Like, like, it was almost like. That's not good. Yeah, you, he was trying Psyche to say to her, Claire. don't say that yeah. on the show. It makes you look crazy. Well, it also, it, the show is supposed to be you searching for yeah. one for person. The whole, don't tell us you already found him. Lacey, Lacey did the thing she always does when we watch her reality shows where I'm on my phone and she says, she says that she always says, I don't feel like you're being very present right now. So I put my phone down and I look over 12 seconds later and she's on her phone. <laughs> I said, yes. Well, you now bachelor, I, how do you watch it? You guys watched it last night. So obviously you recorded we it for a day. It, yeah. We do night of, but we wait like right around 40 minutes and then you can kind of power through. Oh, so you can go through the commercials. Yeah. Cause it's yeah, a lot. It's and a, there's a lot it was of like two hours. And there's it's a lot not like of I wanted to watch it. Well, you know, TV now, if it's a two hour show, 20 minutes of it is either recapping what oh. just happened or recapping what's going to happen or what's going to happen. It's all that stuff. That's how, that's how they fill the hours. That's how they fill the commercials. Damn TV. They're so sneaky. Um, so yeah, that was my, uh, that was my best thing I heard this week. I'm looking if I have any other, uh, any other flights. I got nothing. You got anything? I didn't really have much. That's okay. It was a good podcast. I thought you did a great job. I thought you I did a great job, to, uh, man. I love listening. I might to need you. to cut these sleeves off. 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get you one of these. I can get <laughs> Dude, I can't wear those. Shirts, man. So you great. have a lot bigger muscles, and you're not you don't have you don't have nearly a tan as, issue that I, don't, I have. I nearly is not, not nearly, nearly as, as not, much hair. Nearly as hairy as you are. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, a reminder: ImperialSports.com. You can go there. You can buy a shirt, buy a hat. We appreciate it if you do. It supports Max and myself and the podcast we do. Uh, my other podcast I do is called The Clubhouse with Shane Bacon. I just had Justin Sa on. He's had a couple of great weeks in a row. Really good kid. Um, was very, if you want to listen to it, his run through of his run on the Monday cues, the last like five it's very weeks, real. He's like shooting like dirty numbers every week and missing by yeah, one. It's a very real uh, eye-opening aspect of, of golf. I will say though, to, along those lines, I'm glad you brought that up because this was part of, it wasn't really a flight, but it was part of something I want to talk about. Uh, one of the best follows on Twitter, as we reference all the time, is the case of the Mondays. Yep. Um, and I do love it. So this is no knock on it. Part of his thing and part of then like his 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 following and golfers now in general is just to explain just how hard it is to be a professional golfer. Just how hard it is to make money in golf. You know, Trevor Emman said, you know, you look at this cut last week, it was seven under. It's so hard to be a golfer. I don't know why we are, it's like we're so insecure that we have to explain to everyone how difficult it is to be a pro. It's simple to do anything in life. Like simple to be great at anything. And anything. So I mean, we're talking about being like the top 125 at something. Like it was it supposed to be like is someone supposed to tell you like you know hey you know justin who i do really like and he's going to be a great tour player so it's again not at him but it's like hey uh you know you shot 65 you didn't get in is he supposed to be like this is too hard like what a dumb job it's like but it yeah hard. but i shot eight under why are you not going to give me a spot you'd be in a, a meeting you know or in a in a um in a uh gosh i'm so lucky i've never had a job what's it called when you have a um conference call no like when you're trying to get a job an interview interview sorry i was blanking <laughs> on the word i know monday qualifier better than an interview um but you're in an interview have you by the way have you ever had an interview have you ever had a job interview uh, i did yeah i have one office depot i failed wait wait, wait you you went in you were gonna in high school i was gonna just work at office depot what, what no you... office max because i was gonna tell him that max was the thing i never made it to that level oh smart yeah. you should have worked at tj max too two yeah, x's yeah two x's. i'm the double x bro uh, would but... you have spelled your name max with two x's on your name 100 anything for a couple bucks <laughs> Um, if any, if you're looking for a sponsor out there, uh, you know what? Uh, How have we yeah. never hit TJ Maxx? Max slide, TJ Maxx, Office Max. I I will push staplers with the best of them. Um, but like you, uh, you go in an interview and it's like you you do a really good job, and then uh, or even better, an audition. You go to an audition for acting and you do a really good job, Shane. You crush it. You nail it. They need a lefty who's never made a hole one. You dial it and you're like, Hello. this is me, right? And you crush it. And you leave, and then the next guy in is Leonardo DiCaprio. And he gets it. Do you go home and be like, this is too difficult? Like, yeah. everything is hard. Like, if you want something that's great, that, that's high up on everyone's pedestal, it's going to be hard. It's the same as it's hard to shoot in the 60s in golf if you don't play golf every it's day. Golf's like, hard for everybody to do everything. And so everything yeah, is the, hard for everybody. Like, you, so okay, I'm so kind of tired of that. Like, oh, look at this cut. It was 700. It's like, yeah, well, I mean, it's These are literally the, best. the fucking, it's the middle. It's the middle. <laughs> like, it's the, you, you should shoot seven under if that was the cut. Like, that's a fact. So um, I just to kind of hammer home your point and then we can go. I just typed in on OWGR.com max to see how many maxes there are in the world rankings. Kiefer. I have no. I mean, I, I mean, look, I've got to keep going down. I mean, there's multiple. What pages. am I on the maxes? You're leading. You're the number one max. Uh oh. Only only you're the only. <laughs> I max. think I got my swagger back. <laughs> you're the only max in the top 100. Um, so what you, who do you think's max number two on Kiefer, the world ranking? Maximilian Kiefer. Nope. That's not correct. Uh, uh, is it his first name? Max is his first name. Not Maximus. Max. 
I can only think of Muncie right now. I don't know. Max McGreevy. Oh, uh, yeah. Rank playing 229, great. sneaking he's up on you, bro. He, see, he was 504 at the start of the year. Yeah, he's been and crushing that. Maximilian the is Ferry. there. And then there's a Max Great Greiserman. Max Greiserman. Yeah, yeah. He's on Corn Ferry, too. He's really good. I got there, competition, but it's are, better than being like a Justin. There are there are six. How hard it would it be to be a Justin? <laughs> Thomas, Rose. P, uh, there's just got to be a lot of them. I, this so, would actually, I think, yeah. I mean, there are there are two Justins in the top 25. Yeah, listen. There are. That's tough. 12 Justins in the top thousand. That's a lot of Justins. That's a lot of Justins. This is why people come for this podcast. And you don't want to be a Matt in the NFL, we found out. There's a lot of Matt. You don't want to be you don't want to be Matt in a quarterback room. Quarterback. Especially, yeah. especially not in that old Falcons one. That was yeah. tough. Um, good luck to your Dodgers. They play tonight. Hey, thank you. Yeah. We do play tonight. Big game. Are you, you don't want to be down three one? Stress watch seen. them the most. Is that the most stressful watch? Dude, I like have a hard time. <laughs> Baseball is so like anxiety. I, I texted you to watch the game, and it was like no. The like, amount of joy no I have watching my team at bat, and then every inning realizing that then they get to bat is a. It is. It is a lot. I'm. Ge- I'm I know. I'm getting. I know. I'm getting older and older and older when I'm like watching playoff baseball and really appreciating the beauty of the sport. It know? is. I it is it, it might be I love basketball a lot because I think I know the most about it. Baseball to me has so much depth to it, and it's like I when you go, especially when you go to playoffs, it's just like everything is 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 uh, looked at under a microscope. Everything feels bigger. Every little thing you see is like such a huge deal. It's it's a lot like you know the playoff hockey is the excitement. I feel like uh, you start to like appreciate hockey more because of how like. You know, as the kids say, how lit it is um, in, in baseball, you start to appreciate how beautiful like the whole game is. And I like how, love that. How lit it is. <laughs> uh, that's, that's the episode. Thank you so much for listening. Max just took his hat off. And let me say, text Patty, bro. <laughs> you need a haircut so bad. It is awful up there. What is happening? Is it bad? It is cabbage. Yeah, it cabbage. is like Wingfoot Rough right yeah. there. Wingfoot Rough on Wednesday before they chopped it. You need to cut <laughs> that stuff. Uh, right, well. Thanks again. Rate and review the show. Imperialsports.com. Get a shirt. Get a hat. We appreciate it. Yeah, cut your hair and wash your hands, I guess. In that order. See Talk you guys. to you guys next week. <laughs>
From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.